This week on the BAMFCAST, the only thing better than a dead cop is an undead cop. What's done? We're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, Hey, BAMFCAST. Episode 76. Holy crap. Holy crap, indeed. That's so many. So many. They should have made a Nintendo 76. They should have. Atari 76? No. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. There's probably some 76 jokes or something. I'm sure there is. This is not our bicentennial, though. This is only episode 76. Right. Correct. So, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And what we do each and every episode of the Banffcast is we just get together and we're dying to watch bad movies. And then we come in here and we resurrect those movies by talking about them for about 30 minutes. And then we rate said terrible, terrible movies. Uh, one, two, five jocks if it's a good, bad movie. As in robot robot jocks. jocks. Or it gets one to five bags in the negative sense. As in douchebags after Twilight. Yeah. So. So what we decided to watch this week. Thanks to. um, Steven Guerrero. Yes. A Twitter follower. Right. New new listener. Who is a big fan of robot jocks. Hell yeah. So he's good people. So he is a. He is great people. Not just good people. (laughs) There's good people. He is great people. great people. But yeah, he recommended Dead Heat. Yeah. 1988, starring Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo hey. as buddy cops. Good old Joe Piscopo. But, that, but, it's got me it. But there's more. There is so more. So let's read a plot sum- summary and get on with talking about this thing. Police officers Roger Mortis and Doug Bigelow visit Dante Laboratories, a pharmaceutical company they suspect of some shady maneuvers. They soon uncover a high-tech resurrection room that recycles criminals and makes them virtually indestructible. The cops take a fall, but get a new lease on life as zombies who want to bring the evil perpetrators to justice. All right. Yeah. Eventually. Some, yeah, yeah, mostly. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all all Steven's description said is um, Treat Williams, Joe Piscopo, and Vincent Price, zombie buddy cops. And that's all we needed. That was all I needed. Pretty much. So that, that really could have been the synopsis right there. Sure. Zombie buddy cops. Yeah. Fighting zombies. Exactly. And... Darren McGavin and Vincent Price, and yeah, with a angry looking chick in tow. <laughs> plenty of plenty of side people. Yeah. So this movie basically opens with two guys, and I wouldn't even say ski masks. They're like they're like leather Le- pirate yeah. masks. I don't I know. Weird, no. weird leather helmet things. Yeah, they're like S and M masks. Things. Sure. They're strange, but yeah. So they're they're busting into this jewelry shop on uh, Melrose. I guess they're in Los Angeles. That's the only thing they do to mm-hmm. establish that. And uh, th- you know they bust in with a couple of uh, were they were they Uzis, sir? Yeah, yep. I wouldn't want to misuse the word Uzi, but no, that's what they look like. Mister Gun Database has confirmed that they are Uzis. <laughs> definitely Uzis, full size Uzis. They are brandishing large Uzis. Yes, as opposed no, to those the, are regular size Uzis, as opposed to all the tiny Uzis that people had later. Yes, they did have minis and micros. <laughs> Thank you, gun database, sir. <laughs> Uzi, big, mini, smaller, micro, smallest. Right. Oh, Just wow. for you guys out there. So they bust in this jewelry store and so anyway. <laughs> start shooting up the place, basically. And, uh, uh, and then, like, they're Uzi handguns. Of course, there's a 211 sure. in process, so the entire Los Angeles police force shows up outside. And. But they need the help of apparently their two best detectives, Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo, who drive around in a 
great big old what was that? I don't know. It's like a '57 Cadillac. It's or a big ass old car. It's an old '50s looking car with fins. And shit. Again, our, our fact checker over Pink. there, as fast as he can get over to Internet Movie Internet Car, car database. database, um, will probably correct us on that. But I'll uh, figure it out. <laughs> it's a, people might want to know. They might you never know. It's a pretty cool old car. But yeah, so they're uh, they're they're just and it does not get shot up at all. No, no. thank goodness, that's pretty. Probably because it was expensive. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, they could come. Not, they could not blow any squibs. Or... I, I guess they were just kind of fucking off for the day or something. I, I don't know. They're they're not in uniform. They're well. They said um, something about going a plain clothes day, but yeah, they were gonna go undercover. But apparently, Piscopo didn't tell uh, Doctor Wilson from House. Uh, that it was Wait, undercover day. Doc, is that a house reference? I should know. The guy Street. looks like Doctor Wilson from House. Oh, Treat Williams. Treat Williams. Yeah. Okay. Like he also eerily similar. Okay. It was a 1960 Impala, by the way. Ah. 19, okay. So it was a 1960 Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Yes. Okay. But yeah, but Treat Williams, like back then, man, Colin Farrell like stole his entire look later on. Yeah. Uh, uh, Before he got all skeezy and. Like grew out the beard and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he basically, Colin Farrell pulled that look. Yeah, well, it's, it's the distinguished eyebrows club of which I'm a member. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, but Treat Williams, Joe Piscopo, buddy cops, detectives. Even Joe Piscopo they... looks like a monkey. Well, he's just a weird looking dude that's getting weirder looking as he gets older, and begins his slow descent into being a woman. <laughs> yeah, that picture on screen is creepy as shit yeah but it's joe piscopo i mean he was never funny he was never a good actor just somehow yeah how somehow, did he I how is he like the only one other than eddie murphy who got to stay on saturday night live i, I don't way know. back when i don't know because he has no timing he has no like he, he doesn't bring good jokes he's just no i don't get it and yeah. he just mugs he, like that's all he does in this movie is yeah has that perhaps smarmy Joe Piscopo look? <laughs> perhaps that his that's his thing. Again, this perhaps might, that's this, what they wanted him. This for. might have been an eighties thing. You know, maybe that that was considered chic at the time. Because I mean, we don't have, I don't, we know. don't have exactly like present day knowledge. I mean, you know, like we were too young to probably be watching Saturday Night Live when it was new. Then, so yeah. I'm know. just saying, there, you know, things were a little weirder in the 80s, you know, like we we had our debates but about still, like, what's a hero in a movie and all that. Kind yeah, of, but right. all he does is say jokes and none of them hit. I know. I Not know. a single one. Uh, There was a couple that were okay. I mean. Treat Williams had better jokes than he I know, did. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Everybody Treat had Williams is out joking you, <laughs> well, uh, quit joking, as we sir. said, As I said, like, I think the first scene we see them together in the car, Joe Piscopo's air drumming on the dashboard of the Impala yeah. and just mugging and looking around and everything and 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 treat williams just gives them this look like you're the biggest asshole on the face of the earth and as you said when treat williams look at looks at you like you're an asshole <laughs> you are an, an asshole, asshole. <laughs> you're a giant giant <laughs> asshole i have to before i say this i'll i'll apologize to um to one of our one of our buddies but he does have a kind of smarmy jerk face throughout the entire movie <laughs> gee well, i want, I'm, well, yeah, but I mean, that's just a name. We're not saying he's a Joe yeah. Piscopo. Right, I but I have to apologize for using his name. Well, that term, sure. jerk face is funnier In... than Joe Piscopo. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, of, granted, of that goes without saying. My grandmother is funnier than Joe Piscopo. She never told a joke in her life. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, Grandma. Sorry, Joe Piscopo, for your existence I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry about him. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, no, I apologize, world, for Joe Piscopo's existence on it. Yeah. No. 
But anyway, right? Zombies, zombies. So they 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 get to this heist, and the guys come out, and they give them one like freeze, and then what? just open fire. That's and what was awesome. Was the guy tells him to freeze? The guy freezes and looks at him, and then he just unloads a shotgun blast to the dude's chest. Right. The the cop. Yeah, the cop just blasts that guy right Which right was in the chest. Awesome. That's what you should do. Yes. Yeah, we did kind of cheer the second he did that. Yeah, so this begins. So the freeze was more like just a distraction. These guys <laughs> right. are probably. I mean, let, let's 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 have huge estimates. I mean, this is a jewelry shop on on Melrose. They've at most stolen two hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry, maybe a million, maybe a million. If they've been maybe. enterprising, yeah. But you know, they they keep all the cheap shit in the front of the house sure, in the cases. Sure. All the good shits back in the vault. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's probably, but the one lady was coming out with the good shit from the back yeah, with yeah. one tray of good shit. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is, this begins. An epic firefight of of the best death, one in the movie of death to, and destruction to uh, the LAPD basically. Yeah, these two gimps like take out an entire squadron. Yeah, of because cops. first off, they have the Uzis with the uh, never-ending clip. You know, well, everyone this, in the eighties yeah. had a never-ending. Well, this, yeah, I'm just saying this movie is a, a big offender of, of that. They reloaded though in this movie a lot more than I expected them. Sure, to. sure, like. Seven or eight times, but still, the I mean, there, there's a lot of dudes with, um, you know, Mac tens and mini Uzis and things like that. Are they're just, oh yeah, which I mean, you know, anyone who knows anything about the guns would know that it's like done. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it fires for about three, four seconds. You know, and it's empty. It's the eighties. The guns. I know. Were better I, I'm back just saying. Then. So the dude that blasts the dude in the in the, in the chest with a shotgun immediately gets a bullet right between the eyes oh, for yeah. his troubles. Because he he's not standing behind cover. He's on the sidewalk right next to them, saying "freeze" and shotgun blast, and then he's dead. And then he never played Call these of guys, Duty. Yeah, these I guys mean, just on. unload on yeah, all just... of the cops that are out behind their cars. And I mean, there had to be probably 30, 40 cops that got shot. I mean, <laughs> yes. they were just left and right, just doo, 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 oh, oh, it's flying over cars. And, and, and the whole time, the cops are never questioning the fact that okay, we have fired like a hundred rounds into these dudes. And yeah. They are just still shooting. Yeah. So Treat Williams takes it upon himself to uh, commandeer the lieutenant's car. Robert Picardo. Robert Picardo, yes. TV's the doctor. and um, With a funky-ass mustache. Sure. He had a, he had a pretty bitching cop stash going on. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think of Robert Picardo more from this time period as a uh, you know, star of Explorers. Yes. Okay. Yeah. People of the time period may know. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, and of course, his car is the furthest one away. Yeah, but it's not their car, yeah, <laughs> as you as we pointed what matters. out. So the first pass through, Treat Williams basically is wielding a shotgun and does kind of like a car joust maneuver. Like he drives by at high speed, blasts one of the dudes with a shotgun, and then proceeds to whip it around, J turn uh, one eighty degrees, and come back around. And and then uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh. Uh, somebody shoots at the, the guy pulls out a, a grenade. The guy shoots at his hand, makes him drop the grenade. So one dude just blows the he fuck goes, up. Oh, oh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then blows, blows the fuck up. And then the other guy's just kind of standing there, I, I guess, kind of a little bit dazed from the blast of the grenade because he's just kind of standing there. Well, yeah, he's trying to get in the car, but I guess the door's stuck or something. Sure. So he's having the door probably because so it's been shot by uh, a thousand rounds times. of yeah. <laughs> and so Treat Williams then just t bones the car against. The other he car says, and Fuck the that dude. Guy. Yeah. If we can't take him down with bullets, we will take him down with fenders. Sure. And so, yeah. And then they get out and make a few jokes, like start reading him as the rights of uh, you have the right to remain disgusting. And well, that's and these Joe. Are, yeah, these are Joe Pisco's lines. Yeah. yeah. God, that guy. 
That was a good shot where that dude got taken out by the car. Uh huh. It was. They smashed the hell out of that dummy. They did, and the cars. Yeah, but of, of course, course the uh, the 1960 Impala is in pristine right, right. condition because that, yeah. despite guys hiding behind it, shooting at them. Yeah, because I think I think the zombies like were like. We can't that's shoot a, that car up. That's yeah. sweet. <laughs> that's a bitchin' ride. <laughs> they're, they're just like that would just be sacrilege to shoot that thing. Well, the um, Treat Williams specifically asked. Um, ah, I can't remember his name now. Joe Piscopo, Robert Picardo, Robert Picardo. Okay, too many O's. Yeah. Um, he's like, where is your? Car? Yeah, he's. Like, Give yeah. me your car so I can drive your car around. And so, he's like, "Fuck you, no. no!" And he did it anyway. Yep. Good man. That's because they're loose cannons. Yeah, and that. Yeah, that leads into the scene. Every cop movie has to have that scene where the getting chewed out by the, the sergeant is chewing him out, or the captain's chewing out, whoever. Yeah, the guy in charge. But yeah, the, the captain did do it. He had a good rant at him too. Yeah, he he, did. he was foaming at the mask, and we were like, "Come on, call him a loose cannon." Yeah, call well, because he's cannon. he's the whole thing about uh, part you know, unpaid parking tickets and. You're hanging by a very thin thread, and you know one more thing is, you know, <laughs> yeah, you've got 18 violations again. Yeah. You know, all you gotta, that. You gotta, doing not doing things by and the then, book. Yeah, or, and then he's like, "But you got the job done where everyone else couldn't." <laughs> Get out of my face! <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, but no, he does not call them. We're loose. still waiting for a movie where somebody gets called a loose cannon. Right, right. It's gonna happen yeah. one day. I can't wait. So um, we might have to write our own movie just to get it in there. We probably will. Yeah. So the, basically, they start to, to piece together that these in, indestructible uh, jewelry store robbers are part of this connection of of this crime wave that they've been having, uh, where basically, I guess it's been like extra violent. You know, guys just won't yeah. die, and I don't know. It's it's all well, very. I mean, loose. considering like there was just a bloodbath. Sure. Sure. A lot of cops died. Yeah, or at least got shot. <laughs> there were a lot of flags brought to wives that day. <laughs> oh, too soon. I'm just saying. Yeah, those I dudes know. killed. A- I those know. dudes died in '88. It's not too soon. <laughs> it, 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 they killed like 40 cops. It was a bloodbath. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was kind of awesome. Well, I'm just saying. It's it's. Here's the weird thing of the tone about this movie is like all that happens. I mean, there's there's death and mayhem all around them. And like, as soon as the guys are dead, they're like, "It's jokey time!" Ha ha ha! Like, fuck those guys. Yeah. Well, th- this movie is all over the place. Well, in sure, tone. sure. Yeah. Like, it, this movie has no idea what it wants to be at all. Right. So they basically they um they go to the morgue to check out the guys that they've now you know squished and incinerated and everything else. <laughs> um, There's really only one left. The rest uh, was. Yeah, there was one apart. piece of. A dude, I think is I think that was supposed to be one of them on the table. That was like well, yeah. a head and and an arm. <laughs> well, there was a it. chest, part of one. Yeah, yeah. So and then it, it sets up the not really important at all side plot that Treat Williams used to get with the coroner chick that works there, and she was the uh, you take your job too seriously. You never come home to me. Kind of you know, just you get shadows of that. It's not really mm-hmm. that important to the plot of the movie, but it's a connection, I guess. Yeah, it, but and she, she, you know, they have their little moments, and 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 she basically says, "Well, we f- we found this chemical that doesn't make any sense that was in their systems. Uh, maybe so it means something." Go uh, here, yeah, go here. We find out we've, we we it. traced a sa- a large sale to this place. Go here, and that's the was it Dante Laboratories? Yeah, Dante Laboratories. Laboratories. Um, and that's where they meet Lindsay Frost, right? Um, or, well, Randy, Randy James is the character's name. 
Are you Randy? <laughs> uh, Randy? Who's that? I don't know. Um, some He's dead, dead guy. To me. But yeah, the, they meet Lindsay Frost, who's like, oh, I'm just the head of PR here. I can show you around a little bit. And, right. You know, so of course they go to the one room that says it's the asphyxiation room. <laughs> yeah. Underneath says the David Carradine room. Right. <laughs> where That's where they, they put the little nice animals to sleep. Right yeah, there. after they've tested all their cosmetic products when on they've, them. They, when they've finished torturing <laughs> yeah. them with God knows what. Right. They put them to sleep in the little at, vacuum at this This scene, Joe Piscopo, is just... Somebody put an extra quarter in Joe Piscopo for this scene because he's just one right after another. He's <laughs> uh, he's like, she's like, well, you know, we mostly do very bland and boring uh, chemical products here, you know, household items, toothpaste and everything. He's like, he's like, yeah, tampons, herpes cream and things like that, right? <laughs> it's yeah. just like, okay. He's, he's just, uh, he, yeah. He's just, God, he's such a smarmy asshole. Like, I, I just wanted to punch him. Sure. And you could tell Treat sure. Williams, like, standing next to him is just like, this <sighs> fucking guy. I was Shakespearean trained. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. Joe fucking Piscopo. Yeah. But then, and then they go back to the other room where she tells him, oh, there's just toxic waste back there. No need to worry about it. And then, of course, Joe Piscopo is like, all right, uh, I got to take a piss. Can right. you tell me where I can take a piss in this building? Yeah, so then Treat Williams kind of does the, hey, how you doing thing, yeah. and they walk off, and uh, jo- of course, Joe Piscopo has to get into the room. Immediately comes right back to get into the room, right. and he gets in it the best way possible. Like, like this room has the highest of security available in 1988, in that he sticks his plastic laminated visitor badge into a slot, which immediately shorts everything out, and sparks come out, and he can just open the door. Somehow. Yeah. I mean, I just, that, I just that happened. And I was like, wait, what? How did, what? <laughs> Piscopode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even shoot the door. He no. didn't even like hit it with a, with the butt of the gun or anything. Tell it a bad like, joke. Yeah. Uh, fine. I'll open. Just shut up. Yeah. Just leave me alone. <laughs> it wanted to get away from Joe Piscopo right. as soon as possible. So maybe of it'd be funny in. if it was like the emotion doors from the hitchhiker's guy. Just like, ah. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Piscopo's back. <sighs> But yeah, so he gets in there and immediately finds this grotesque four hundred pound. Yeah, well, I mean, the set looks like biker looking. It looks like oh, yeah. the carbon freezing chamber from fucking Star Wars. Yeah, but I mean, it looks like it looks kind of like that. Like I remember walking in, I'm like, hey, he found the Death Star. Yeah, but yeah, there's of course the covered up guy sitting in the center of this Frankenstein's chamber Death Star thing, and uh, who immediately wakes up. Yeah, sure. All he needed was a little nudge, and he wakes up, and it's like. It's almost like they pasted two dudes together yeah, or something. It like was his weird. face is extra wide and it's very strange. Anyway, this thing just proceeds to start beating the shit out of it, out of Joe Piscopo, and yeah, of he, course he shoots a gun and that makes everybody come a running. And well, I love that he shoots the gun and Treat Williams, who's like out in the front of the building, oh, yeah. like a mile away, hears the gunshot and me is like, oh my god. And then the guy behind the counter, yeah, the security guard, like the security the guard, immediately pulls a gun and just starts shooting at Treat Williams for yeah. no reason. So then he puts a round in between his eyes, and I think he says something. No, he like, shoots him like in the chest. Oh, but he says something. What did he say? Like he's like, "Excuse me," and he's got to yeah, <laughs> he runs yeah off. something he runs like that. <laughs> that was just that was really good. Yeah. So then they fight this uh, giant behemoth thing for a while, and uh, of course, because we had our two minute, what the hell is the asphy- asphyxiation room and course treat williams gets knocked in there and rather than do anything logical like try to shoot the glass or anything they just well, no well joe piscopo is like in a blood rage fighting this thing well he's yeah. got like the he's got, oh, he's a, got a fire, a fire extinguisher, extinguisher and yeah. he's just 
up, down, up, down, just beating the <laughs> shit out of this thing. Well, this thing won't go the, down. Yeah. yeah. And all, all, meanwhile, Treat Williams is having his Dr. Manhattan moment in the back. He's just like, yeah. banging on the glass like, let me out. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. Mm. And then Piscopo finally gets there with time left, but doesn't bother to shoot the glass yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. He's he just, just banging on the, the button. He's like, like, I'll never let go, Treat. Well, there, and you, have to, you also have to point out there's the invisible black hand, glove, gloved hand in, in the back that actually turns on the, the room. Right. Mm. Dun dun dun. You know. Yeah. So anyway, Trey Williams dies. Yep. Yeah. And then his uh, semi quasi girlfriend comes and uh, Joe Piscopo's like sitting there all kind of sad with the same expression on his face. Yeah. And uh, so that they. With a slightly less smarmy expression. Sure. Sure. Less smarmy expression. It's, it's sad Piscopo. <laughs> it's, it's a slight, it's a subtle change. But yeah, so they, uh, he, he basically starts retracing his steps and shows her the crazy room and she immediately goes, well, let's put the corpse on the table. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, that's well, a good well, idea. She looks at all the readouts on the screen. That's like, yeah. Oh, Hey, reanimate dead person. Huh. Yeah. Blah, blah. Well, let's try this. Yeah. Let's get in on some of this. Yeah. yeah so, why not? And I love that nobody from the company is there to stop them. No, like, no, they've evacuated. Oh, they're cops. They know what they're doing. Sure. Yeah. So they throw treat Williams on the table and Zebedee's up and he's back. And there he is. Yay. I feel great. Yeah, he's... But he has no heartbeat. Oh. Yeah, they, they spend a lot of time establishing all this stuff. Sure, yeah. For like for something that we all know, they take a lot of time just being like, oh, he doesn't have a heartbeat. What's yeah. going on there? And of course, Darren McGavin shows up and is just like, oh, you can't be alive. Oh, you're trying to oh, pull you're a trick. Oh, you're fine. You're yeah, pulling, you're you tricked us with this yeah. whole heartbeat yeah. thing that we can't feel. Good trick. The fact that your body temperature is a few degrees lower than it should be. and Yeah. You just got asphyxiated and have been dead for like an hour. But ah, it's nothing. You're faking it, right? Yeah. So so they go to find Randy again because she's fled the place. And they get there just as she's getting in her car to get the fuck (laughs) out of town, I guess. uh, She did not pack fast enough. No. So they they grab her and they're like, you're going to jail or you're you're coming with us as we go on this wild goose chase to figure out what's going on. Yeah, well, because they established that Treat Williams only has like 12 hours to live, maybe 10 to 12. 10 to 12 hours, the coroner tells him. Yeah, and of course, again, this is cells will deteriorate. This is uh, you know basically the dude's dead. He now has a timeline to stay dead, and Fiscobo is just like, "Ah, let's go, you dead bastard!" You know, yeah, (laughs) he's like, he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's like, "You're a cop. You're a good cop. Come on, being dead's not going to stop that." Well, I love that this guy has. They're basically like, "Hey, you've got twelve hours to live." What does he want? He wants to research a case. Sure. Why not? What else are you going to do? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Screw every hooker in Hollywood. Yeah, he's got no blood flow. His heart's not beating. Oh uh, yeah, you got yeah. a point there. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Your options do are kind of all those limited. drugs he couldn't do because he was a cop. Sure, wasn't they're crooked. not going to do much there either. I mean, yeah. no circulation. Yeah, yeah. So in other words, being a zombie sucks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. At least he doesn't want brains. So yeah. So yeah. So they. Uh, all right. I guess he just wanted to really shoot a lot of dudes. Yeah. Well, there, there's a fine. there's a couple of zombie dudes busting her place for whatever reason, and it's a scene. They Clean fight, up, loose and ends, yeah, they they fight, and it establishes that Treat Williams can get shot as many times as he wants, and he's fine, and can hold his breath because he doesn't have any breath apparently, and yeah. he springs out of a hot tub and takes one of the dudes out, and they yeah, have they have they have they also have the you know it's also one of the scenes of the best uh, you know breakers and in Hollywood breakers are the are the greatest things ever because they throw a boombox into the jacuzzi with the dude and yeah. it just continues to zap him for like three straight <laughs> minutes without blowing a fuse. <laughs> of course. Why not? 
Yeah, so anyway, so that just establishes there's more zombie dudes out there trying to kill them. And yeah, yada, yada, they run around researching all of this plot, I guess. And you know, what did they establish that uh, she claims that Vincent Price's character is her dad and he died two yeah. weeks ago? Yeah, well, because ago. they start watching the VHS yeah. tape of right. him. him on his deathbed saying, saying stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they don't bother to rewind it to come back blah, after blah. they get interrupted by a gunfight. Nah. Why would you? Yeah. Because you cared before, but now you kind of don't. Yeah, so they, um, I think at this point, is this when they split up? Like, uh, she and uh, Drew Williams and her go... They go back to the precinct where she says, it's getting worse. I might have something that'll cure you, but I don't know. And He's like, it's not a guarantee. I need to solve this case in yeah. my time left. Yeah. yeah in the remaining three hours he has right but anyway, at, at some point joe piscopo and treat williams become separated uh treat williams and the chick randy go to the mausoleum where her dad's supposedly buried and it's weird because there's electricity and a phone and he finds a number scrawled on the lampshade i, I don't know it's a it's fucking a weird ass weird... Ma- mausoleum i don't i don't know it was like it was probably supposed to be something else and then they had to change it and sure i don't know who know who knows but Anyway, it's just it's an excuse for them to get separated because they get back to her place, the lights don't work, there's a movie on TV which I'm sure we could look up. It's Yeah. It's an homage to some kind of old zombie Basically movie. Basically some guy gets slow poisoned. And yeah, and then turn around. The turn around and there's Joe Piscopo dead facing a fish tank hanging upside down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Apparently all that working out didn't help him. No, no it did not. He's not able to fight anyone. Yeah, so he's dead, and sh- oh, oh shit! I think I we glossed over um, we glossed over a, a major, major scene. Fuck! This was before they got separated. Shit! We have to talk about them going to Chinatown. Oh shit! Shit! I mean, yeah, that's the first okay. thing they do because she says, "Yeah, they yeah, got to contact yeah, yeah, in yeah. Chinatown." God! Oh yeah, shit! We jumping back in time. This is like the scene before, of the movie. Before, we, yeah, before yeah. just before Piscopo's death, uh, they go to Chinatown because they they find out that. Uh, that the well, so the technology or whatever actually came from this guy doesn't matter his name he's just it's Thule 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 mm-hmm. okay Mr. Thule All who right. is actually the old man the old grandfather from Gremlins who right. sells the Mogwai sure or well doesn't want to sell the Mogwai yeah the one that he steals the Mogwai from who has a weird ass shaped face yeah, that guy's creepy looking yeah he's not quite Robert Zadar but he's got some kind of weird jowl thing going on <laughs> Yeah, yeah nobody is Robert going on. But yeah, so they go, and there's also um, Professor Toru Tanaka. Yes. Obviously, giant, Professor of Butchery. Yeah. Giant Asian-looking man. Yeah. Doesn't need to say anything. Just needs to wield a large butcher knife. Yeah. So yeah, they go to this... It's a butcher shop. I mean, there's chickens and fish and pig heads and everything else in the, you know, in a Chinese butcher shop that you can imagine. And... uh the guy comes out, the wool comes out, and is like, I won't tell you anything. And then he hits a button and runs away, and it turns on this chandelier thing, which does the same effect reanimation as chandelier. The... Yes. And it, it reanimates the whole goddamn shop. And <laughs> it's just full of butcher this ducks. Shit just and... goes fucking bananas for about five minutes, maybe yeah. 10. Uh, it, it's. I don't I still don't, I don't know, know what the fuck happened. Yeah, it's like, but yes, all like the all the chickens start dancing around, and the duck heads start quacking at them, yeah. and there's a pig on the 
table that suddenly wakes up and attacks Joe Piscopo. Yeah, and like just a slab of meat wraps itself around Treat Williams's face. <laughs> yeah, like a like a liver, maybe. I, I don't know. Yes, it, oh. it, it's a liver, and it rolls end over end down. Yeah. Was that what it was? Counter. I believe it was a liver. And then it jumps I on his it might face. Have been... It's like a face hugger from Aliens, where it just latches yeah, it's, onto it's his not face a whole and animal. He cannot get it off. Yeah. yeah, it's like the pillow scene from Naked Gun, where <laughs> it's the pillow thrown in yeah. his face. He's like, Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this this shit just goes like weird, Evil Dead, like, and this whole time, dark. like, these blue lights are flashing yeah. because of the animation machine. I mean, you know, not. Because of their locale, I mean, it's just this scene reminded me of like Big Trouble in Little China because it goes it goes real dark. There's electricity everywhere. It's like, mm-hmm. Just the way it was like suddenly was filmed is just like a very John Carpenter comedy thing with a with a yeah. touch of Sam Raimi going on, and it's just it's fun. I mean, well, a headless whole cow comes out of the of the meat freezer. Yeah, that has been butchered. That has been butchered. So it's like. Well, yeah, and sliced it comes down out, the middle and with Treat Williams is just looking at it, and he goes, oh, no. Oh, how am I going to fight this? How do we kill this? No, and he it, actually says, oh, no. Yeah. And then it just it's jumps just, on yeah, him. It, like, envelops him because yeah. it, it's already hollowed out. It, it stood up on its hind legs and yeah, enveloped him. Yeah. It was it's, creepy. It's fucking weird. And, like, there's just, there's, like, parts of ducks all over the place still quacking, like, just their heads. And mm-hmm. and we have to note, <sighs> and, and, you know, and, and meanwhile, Joe Pisco is wrestling with a pig sure. on his chest. He makes a semi-good joke there, I think. He said because he says this I'm, little piggy. I'm, I'm going to be vegetarian. Well, no, no. He goes right before he shoots him. He goes, "This little piggy's gone to market or something." He says one <laughs> this of the little piggy's gone to hill. Yeah, maybe, maybe that 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 would have been good. Yeah. But yeah, and then shoots it. Yeah, but the effects are terrible. Well, sure. Let's yeah. just get this out of the way. This is like fun, but terrible. Yeah, this is just puppeteers shaking things mm-hmm. on camera, and that's why their lights are flashing because yeah, it helps hide all that. It's hiding everything possible. Mm-hmm. But and it's, eventually, Treat Williams figures out and shoots the blue zapper thing and turns off the chandelier and everything, everything kinda, just kind of not only just sort of dies, but then starts to disintegrate immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, uh, okay. So, yeah, that, ha- that, yeah, that scene it's just, happens. It's just a moment of insanity where you're just like, yeah. wait, what? What just happened here? Yeah. So, that, that happens. Now, flashing back to where, <laughs> where yeah. we were. So, then after that, Joe Piscopo dies. Yeah. Well they, well, they go to the library to research. Oh, they yeah. found a list of death, the, like, yeah, like initials and deaths. And, and it's just that scene where he's like, I can't do it, man. Yeah. I just can't Suddenly do it. Suddenly, I'm faced with my own mortality, and I'm going <laughs> to do a pansy runaway. And well, he gets all emo. Well, he does. He's like, he has to go. Yeah, but that runaway. Yeah, like, he does just, the... Just for that one shot of him starting to run, like, you, he's you all know, limp-wristed. Yeah, you know the scene in Friday up. when the guy gets his, like... His bike stolen, or yeah. you know, <laughs> he does that weird uh, run away. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it's that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but supposedly serious. Yeah, and I mean, when you need Joe Piscopo to give you a, a a pep talk, yeah, you've gone pretty far down the rabbit hole at that point. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what he, he just examined his life at that moment. It's like it's a shit. I, I have spent how much of my life with Joe fucking Piscopo? <laughs> yeah. It just all of a sudden they hit him. Uh, yeah, so that scene, that whole scene was just uh, didn't need to be there. I, I don't, I didn't even really understand what it accomplished. They were just somehow piecing together that all these rich folks were. All it did was tie in that her supposed dad, Vincent Price, was on the list. Yeah, and then and that uh, leads along with them other to go rich to the people, yeah. and then Joe Pisco dies, and right, and then so. after he dies, for some reason she just goes and takes a rape shower. Yeah. 
Like oh, she that's has true. to shower after this, and then she's just sitting on the step of the shower, like wrapped in a towel, mm-hmm. where she confesses to him that she's actually dead too. Well, that it's not actually his father; that she was dying and actually did die, and they brought her back to life, and yeah, gave her the job in the house and everything, and then all of a sudden she just immediately starts decomposing, which. Yeah. It actually was a pretty freaking cool effect for... Yeah, they compared her hand. Yeah, compared to the other effects in this movie. Yeah, like they spent the budget on that scene. Yeah, because like her much. face starts melting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that face melting is kind of awesome. Yeah, because all of a sudden she just kind of turns her head and like half her face is like drooped yeah. down to her shoulder, yeah, it's basically. It's not like stroke droop. It's no. like pieces are falling yeah. off because it's actually melting. <laughs> yeah, and then, a- but yeah, but then after she just... Completely, like her arms, she stands up, her arm falls off, she falls down, her head rolls off, and as her head is disintegrating, she's... Oh, yeah. she like her no, skeleton She has is, no throat, she just has a jaw. She doesn't even have like, skin at this point, yeah. she's just bones. She's like, like I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait, what? How did she... How is she I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you're just looking at this like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because it kind of comes out of nowhere. It does. You know, because she's been fine, 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 fine. Because that's the the other thing they don't really establish is like how some people stay alive longer than others. And sure, because like because I guess once you get to the end, is Vincent Price actually dead at that point, or is he? Did he fake his own death? Because they I don't say know that it was yeah. someone else that was put in the mausoleum in his place. Yeah, I think maybe he just had a plan to go get in the machine immediately mm-hmm. after he really did die, and now he's like kind of resurrected. But he must have the secret to staying Alive. together, yeah, yeah. <laughs> staying undead without decomposing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I mean, uh, obviously uh, they've been using it on down. her, Standing whatever it is. But they also establish that you can't zap somebody twice. Yes, later, they do later they do. on. In the well, best yeah, okay. Way. So they all right. So they go to the mausoleum, and apparently, was it? It's in the mausoleum. No, they no. They go back to the um, not the Lazarus, whatever the fuck it's called. The, the laboratory place, because they go back to the machine, and now Vincent Price is sitting around. Well, you skipped a lot. Okay. They, we then get to, like, basically, Joe Pesco dies, she dies, and he's just like, well, shit. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he pieces it together that, like, the message that he receives said, body docs, that's, he realizes it's Darren McGavin all along. Yeah, because he got his magic decoder ring. Ooh. Yeah. So he goes He goes to the, to the morgue to... Yeah, go to see confront the him, and of course, instead of just shooting the dude, he talk, 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 talks, and then more zombie dudes show up to. And we, and we should point him. out he's he's looking pretty decomposed. Yeah, at this he's point. like yeah. falling apart. Yeah, yeah, he's all scaly and just looking nasty. And and that's the other thing is they always seem to have just disposable zombie henchmen all over the place. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm wondering if the they're time. just like killing dudes and then resurrecting them and just being like, all right, here's. You do well, they, you they establish a little later in the movie that the longer you wait to resurrect somebody, the more brain dead they are and the more mindless they are so that you can control them, I guess. Which it's, is, it's LA, man. There are people dying all the time. They just ship them over yeah, from the morgue. I guess. He is does run the morgue, so yeah. he's yeah. got plenty but of anyway, But yeah, so he's got plenty more. They capture him again. Just waiting on the other side of all the windows to crash through them. Yeah, so they... they uh, they ca- you know they capture him they they put him basically in the back of an ambulance they handcuff him to part of the ambulance and say hey you're going to die in about 45 minutes you'll turn to goo so oh yeah and we killed have your fun. we killed your girlfriend yeah, too yeah by the way we there. killed your girlfriend so yeah have fun suck on that buddy yeah. yeah this is what doesn't make any sense to me is he he pretty much decides 
well, shit, this sucks. So I'm going to disengage the brake and see where this thing ends up. I think Fuck that it. was his escape plan. Yeah. Fuck it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I'm dead already. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, other than killing like a ton of innocent people. Whatever, he's dead. He, he crashes. Doesn't care. Yeah, and he's getting pumped. Like this, this, this thing's going down the hill, picking up speed. He's like, "This is gonna work out great." He's like, "This is gonna be awesome." You know, and there's all these people like, "Oh my god!" Run away, ambulance! Stop! Fuck! And then he crashes into the car. Like that thing picks up some fucking speed. That thing's going like sixty miles an hour when it hits the bottom of the hill and it goes One into of those the intersection. Big ass old Dodge vans. Yeah. Those things are heavy. Yeah, Lots that thing inertia. that thing was heavy, but it hits, it just crashes through a car, you know, does a little ramp up it, and then immediately blows up, of, of course. course. It certainly didn't dodge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's another good explosion we get is it just blows all these cars the fuck up. And then they then cut to corner and everyone else picking up bodies and he just unzips himself <laughs> out of the body bag <laughs> still unzip- smoking and yeah, he's and just, he, he gets like, up he, he's like, "Hey guys." And this point he's in like Terminator mode, like like he's looking like Arnold near the end, where mm-hmm. you know half his face is burned off, and so he walks over and requisitions a gun from, we believe Shane Black, Shane Black, yeah, who apparently is the brother of the writer of this movie of the that is yeah, correct the script writer Terry of Terry Black, Black. Terry yeah. Black, but yeah Shane Black of Shane Black um, fame, like awesome movies fame. So the the guy you're gonna know his name pretty soon if he takes over Iron Man three, which. Pretty sure he is. Yeah. But yeah, so he requisitions a gun from him. The guy's just like, okay. All right. <laughs> he says, <laughs> then he says I need badge. your boots, your clothes, and your motorcycle. Because yeah. <laughs> he steals his cop motorcycle, too. Yeah. Yeah. Cop bike. Cop that, bike. And that's when he goes back to the. Uh, that's when he goes back. And his entrance was pretty friggin' awesome because he just, instead he, of like. He has completely quit giving a fuck at well, this Well, yeah, point. he knows he's pretty he much indestructible. Doomed, yeah. Yeah. So he. I just like his entrance because he, he revs the bike up to full speed, hits a like a chain that you know in front of a of an entrance way, which yeah. immediately stops the bike, which immediately sends him flying through the glass doors, and he just stands up and starts shooting the security guards. He shoots them as he slides yes, down the yes. floor. Yeah, awesome. he's basically doing like a power slide. Yeah, yeah. So he he kills him with the six shooter, mm-hmm. and then takes their and just walks him. He's like, "Hey, Uzis, mm-hmm. awesome. Hey, I'll clips. take one." And then he marches in. Like I said, there was. Vincent Price is now giving his uh, his speech of how sales if pitch. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're rich, you can live forever using this technology. It's only going to cost you half your fortune. Which I and I got to say, makes me, which makes me think that kind of fucking sucks. Like, what if one guy is a ten millionaire and another guy is a hundred millionaire? It's the same procedure. Yeah. Whatever. I'm just saying they, they can, can make it. They kind can of make sucks. it up somewhere. And why yeah. does he care about money? I don't know. Because he's like, well, your interest, you can get as much money as you want because you'll live forever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm just yeah, and, and I will say this: detail. like Vincent Price earned his money. Oh well, yeah, oh, yeah. basically this one scene because well, he Vincent Price's it the fuck up. Oh yeah, well, like if he's he's already like a, a multimillionaire, I imagine. But it also if he takes half of all their fortunes, it immediately puts him at w- way above all of them. Okay, not only does it knock them down it's a power. peg, so yeah. when the uh, coming apocalypse hits and. Whatever. He's the well, one left in charge. Sure. Well, it's also, yeah, it's, it's more like you have money, now you want power, because you want control over these people, like, you do what I say, or uh, you're not getting your treatment today. Yeah, I'll turn, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll undo okay. it. Okay, all right. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, so, so... he's giving the sales yeah. pitch, and Darren McGavin's running the machine. And yeah, and Treat William Fussin. Yeah, and he's like, five. we're going to give a demonstration, you see this man's dead. And, oh, I wonder who it is. Yeah, no idea who it could be that's on the table. 
But yeah, Treat Williams kills everyone outside. But there is one scene just before he gets in the door where a guy jumps out and starts shooting at him. And so <laughs> yeah. he starts shooting at that guy and they just stand there yeah, they're both a zombie solid dudes. 30 seconds just holding the trigger down at each other, shooting each other and in the chest. And doing the shake. Like, oh, this yeah, is doing mildly the- annoying. <laughs> It's again, like again doing the Arnold in like, Terminator yeah. when he gets shot. I'm standing kinda... in four foot of water that's coming in. Oh, waves. It's mm. mildly <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah. And that one, it just, that was one of those jokes that gets funnier as it goes on. And they but, let it go for a while. But which... then, like, how he actually finally finishes the dude off is kind of freaking awesome because he kicks him into the, the asphyxiation chamber. Yeah. That's not enough. He tosses a grenade in as the door's closing. As the door's closing, walks off and. Well, we don't get to see the explosion. You, you get we to see, see part some, of it. Well, you see like, you know, you debris flying yeah, off. From it. Proving again that cool back. guys don't look at explosions. Mm-hmm. Or dead guys. Cool dead yeah, guys. Yeah, so he just walks in and is like, hey dudes, don't mind me, don't get up. Yeah, just going to kill that motherfucker right over there. You, get, you All the rest <laughs> yeah, you of you are all, cool. I'm cool with you guys, except for him. Yeah. Uh, so not yeah. you. Not you. Not you. And, uh, isn't it, is it Thule that starts shooting at him first? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Darren McGavin panics. He's like, shoot him. <laughs> shoot the fucking zombie over there. Shoot this motherfucker. Mm. So, yeah, so Thule pulls out a gun and pretty much indiscriminately starts killing some of the rich dudes. Yeah. Kind of, because he's just spraying and praying at this point. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they're. So he dies. Yeah, there's. All, all, the, all the other people run out of the room. Vincent Price kind of hangs out in the doorway because I think he's just too curious to leave. <laughs> It's going to happen. Because, I mean, he has like 20 opportunities to leave at the end, which would really be the smart thing to do because you got pissed off zombie dudes sure. in the room. He keeps looking like he's going to duck out and then yeah, kind of hangs around. He just kind of hangs out in the doorway. <laughs> he's like, I know bad shit's going down, but I can't look away. Yeah, so, I mean, they resurrect Joe Piscopo. They're like, kill him. And, yeah. of course, Street Williams starts reciting all the poignant moments that they've had throughout the course of the movie and gets his brain to come back into recognizing yeah. who he is. And they go to, you know, they both are closing in on, on, uh, Darren McGavin and, uh, and he's like, you're not taking me alive. Cause you know, they're both zombies at the point. Yeah. So he's, he's unloading, you know, he can't, clip. he knows he can't really kill him. Yeah. So he puts a bullet through himself. Yeah, so he eats a, trouble. eats an Uzi. Yeah. And they're like, you motherfucker, <laughs> you took that away from us. And then they give each other that knowing look and, like, Slap wait, him up on the table. Yeah, we have a resurrection machine right They here. resurrect his ass, and just as he's coming back into consciousness, they're like, hey, I wonder what happens if you resurrect a guy twice. <laughs> so they hit the button. Jerry <laughs> <Like Darren> McGavin <laughs> blows the fuck up. There are two halves of his lab coat hanging from either side of the machine, <laughs> and chunks of him spread throughout the room. No, they blow that Darren McGavin dummy the fuck up. Yep. It's awesome. Now, yeah. At that point, Vincent Price is like, Oh no! Oh no! He's like, please don't, don't turn off the machine. Yeah, no, don't destroy it. And they just walk off into the moonlight together, and after machine gunning the machine to pieces. Sure, yeah, just to make sure. While Vincent Price stands in the corner, going, "No!" <laughs> yeah, doing his best, Vincent Price impersonation. <laughs> yeah, movie ends. Yeah. That's it. And he Credits. tells them this is the end of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> as they walk out into the the sky or they, whatever. They, the yeah, they it walk kind of into the light. into clouds. Yeah. This to- totally felt like Casablanca. That was a good point for a reference. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we there just w- went through the entire plot of that movie. There yes, you go. Did. Um, did we miss one of... Um, if you're about to say the quote that I think you're about to say? 
The one from the from the guy at the desk with the penthouse. No, no. Okay, because we no, we missed a quote. I know I, there is a quote we missed that I want to come back. Okay, to, did we miss when he walks up to the guy at the front yes. desk with the uh, okay? So the security. The we did talk about the security guard that starts shooting after uh, Tree at Tree Williams when he hears gunfire. It's the same guy when yeah, they first yeah. walk in. When they first in the towards the beginning when they first walk in. And this is actually a Joe Piscopo line, so it's amazing that he that it was a good one. He walks up and snatches the uh, the penthouse away. He goes, "Sorry to interrupt your erection, buddy." Yeah. Well, this is after they've talked to him like three times in yeah, a row, yeah. like introducing themselves as cops, and this guy doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Apparently, people in L.A. disregard cops completely. Well, sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're <laughs> all expendable. The <laughs> all you got to do is shoot at them, and yeah. you got forty of them dead soon. What was but, the yeah, other but, line? But the other line is when. When he first, like when they first are meeting up with the Randy chick after he's been resurrected and they have the whole gunfight and he's been, he's killed the dude in the pool and she's like, are you okay? And he goes, lady, I'm fucking dead. (laughs) (laughs) What's good. And then walks away. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of random and that, that was the, that was the one line I think that actually got a laugh out of all of us. That was kind of awesome. Of course it was Treat Williams. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> God, God forbid, Joe Piscopo get a good line in. He got one decent one. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's. Is there anything else? Did we miss anything? I don't think we did. I don't think so. I don't think so. Let's rate this. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'm just. I'm debating on my final score. This may. Oh man. I'm going to go. This th- is a tough. I'm going to go three jocks. And um, I'm. I'm almost to a four. Almost. It's the Piscopo alone that bumps it down to a three. Yeah. There are there are there are parts of this movie that are easily a four jocks movie. Some scenes that I mean, like the fucking crazy butcher scene is almost like putting it in weird five jocks territory. Because I mean that's fucking crazy shit. It's crazy, like Big Trouble in Little China. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. Like Evil Dead. There are shit. parts of this that are ridiculous, amazing. Yes. But Piscopo hamming it up the whole time, like I if. God, I wish to, they had replaced him with anybody with a sense of humor. Anybody. Sure, yeah. As long as he's like not one of the two like Weekend at Bernie's guys or something like that. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, obviously he wouldn't do it for the you know, the budget of this movie, but somebody like Eddie Murphy would have been perfect in a role like this. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, you know, but I don't know. And just about, yeah, like you, like you said, just about anybody could have yeah. been funnier there. Yeah, he's almost it's it, he's almost as bad as having a kid just in about, the movie. Just about, yeah. Because he, he brings it down that much, almost. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's like a four jocks movie replaced Joe, or like it's you know if, if you'd replace Joe Piscopo, it'd be a four jocks movie easily. Yeah. But it's a three as it is with mm-hmm. with the Piscopo, and that's that's where I was at too. Three jocks. I mean, I I still don't know how the fuck this movie got made. No idea. I don't and, know. I said I don't know how it's not been remade. Yeah. This looks like something that they would remake. Yes. I, I could put, I like, could see that. They put Seth Rogen and <laughs> um Oh God. James Franco. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen and James Franco. <laughs> Just get them together again, huh? Why not? They keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. Or if or if Seth Rogen's busy, you get that other guy from Freaks and Geeks. Uh Jason Siegel. Sure. Yeah, yeah. get him too. But yeah, but I mean anybody funny. Kevin James. Honestly. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Would, it's actually, would you be it, surprised if they did it? No. It actually is a fun. If they cast a him in a movie like that, yes. a movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. Really... If you're going to remake this, it, it, it you need to go even slightly weirder and darker. Like yeah. it needs to be a hard R. Like nowadays, right? Yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah, and this one flirted with it. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, because we a knew right away, radar, like when yeah. the dude gets fucking shot in the head, like in yeah. the very beginning, mm-hmm. like, oh damn. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a fairly decent R, especially for what was eighty eight. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty solid R. And there's decent amount of swearing, so you know that it yeah. earned it at that point. But mm-hmm. so it's a unanimous three. Did you? Weigh um, in? I hadn't gone yet. but oh, yeah, it's, it's, I thought it's, you were it's a three. To, okay, I was I was kind of I thought you were going to go two, mm-hmm. and I was thinking I might. It's kind of a heavy two, so it's it's too heavy to go to just two. So I had to give it a three. Yeah, I, I was like I was lower. I was more to a two than a three, mm-hmm. you know, because Harlow is probably the one highest on this movie at almost four. But yeah, I mean, like I said, there are, there are weird tiny moments that could, if it were more of, it'd be a yeah, five. Yeah, but the, and I mean, there are pacing issues because there are yeah, parts yeah. where it drags, like the library yeah, stuff. The library you're like, we don't give a fuck. Just get back to shooting. Things. Well, especially <laughs> like since they don't feel any need to resolve anything with the coroner lady other than some kind of past history we don't seem to give a fuck about. Yeah. Just having her die randomly for no reason, and then I'm not caring and everything. It's yeah. I think they just needed a chick in the beginning because it took so I long guess. to introduce Randy. Yeah, sure. I don't know, but e- either way, I mean, it's it's you know, right. you know what's funny it's about not going to rock your world or anything. But what's kind of funny about this movie is, um, I can imagine Terry and Shane Black sitting in a room and Shane talking about writing Lethal Weapon, and him going like, "Well, I got this idea kind of like that too." Because there are actually really weird tones of similarities to Lethal Weapons to this. I mean, besides it just being a buddy cop thing, mm-hmm. the the plot structure is very similar to the first Lethal Weapon. I'm yeah. not saying it's it doesn't flow like that at all, but I mean, yeah. it's like the the kind of, and this isn't meaning misogynistic, I'm just saying like the uselessness of the women in this, like they're mm-hmm. just kind of there because they're there, like they don't serve any purpose in the way they just show up and Unless die. Unless they're a plot and, device. Yeah, they just kind of show yeah. up and die and are a plot device. It's very similar to the first Lethal Weapon movie. Well, and you got one guy who's one week past retirement. Oh yeah, shit, we didn't make our <laughs> joke. God damn it. Stole it. <sighs> right. Alright, break time. Alrighty. I'm the cream of the crop. I rise to the top, I never eat a pig cause a pig is a cop I better yet a Terminator, like Arnold Schwarzenegger Trying to blame me out like as if my name was Sega But I ain't going out like no punk bitch Get used to one style of when I might switch it Alright, welcome back Hey, Bamcast Second half yeah. Half number two Second half yeah. Alright Because well, after the first half We're gonna take it down now Take it down a notch Take it down, take it down a, a notch. notch Take it down to coffee talk You're anti-Piscopo in it here Uh-huh mm-hmm. So, uh, first thing we got to do is uh, we got a voicemail. Oh, sweet. From somebody new. Oh, oh cool. sweeter. Uh, recommending a movie. So, let's. Sweetest. Let's listen. Uh, this is Mike from Pittsburgh. Uh, I have a movie for you. It was one of my favorites from age 12 to 14 or so. It's not on DVD, but apparently it's on Netflix Watch Instantly. Uh, it's kind of along the lines of uh, the of uh, the burbs or uh, gremlins but made by empire pictures so you know what kind of budget it probably had so it's called terror vision it's it's uh, supposed to be you know really supposed to be a comedy i mean uh, it is a comedy but it's not like hipster crap like uh, the lost skeleton of cadaver or forbidden zone or something it's one of those movies where like television and consumerism and you know making fun of society and stuff but you know it's all about the kids of this couple, and you've got Chad Allen, and you've got his sister Diane Franklin, and you've got uh, and her uh, bro- her, her uh, metalhead boyfriend is played by uh, John Grease, aka Uncle Rico. So, and it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's got a lot of uh, monsters in it, and 
A lot of uh, satire without being uh, smarmy about it, I think. I would say attempted satire. So, uh, you know, I would say the style is somewhere between Repo Man and uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse, but definitely not, not with hipster elements, you know, just uh, kind of really uh, garish and cool. So, uh, terror vision. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh. Very nice. I'm pretty sure I've seen this. I know I've At seen At least this. once. I know I've seen this because it's on Netflix. And People I, of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed. We're terribly sorry for the inconvenience. Don't they... Do they get suckered into some fancy new satellite system and then it starts... And then this shit starts? Yes. Okay, yes, I've seen but this. But it's not the John Ritter one. <laughs> it's not the one... Maybe that, I saw that one then. Yeah, there's the ones called Stay Tuned with John Ritter and Pam Dauber. A.K.A. Okay. Mindy from Work and Mindy, if you didn't remember. But yeah, no, there's that one. It was much higher budget and uh, actually like direct parodies of current day TV shows when that was on. This is this is more like it's very similar in that they get a fancy satellite type system, but it ends up like pumping monsters into the house awesome. and stuff like that. So I'm the only one who has not seen Terror Vision. Well, he made. Oh no, 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 no! I've seen it's. Stay tuned. Sorry. Okay. Same, uh, almost it, it, the same yeah. goddamn movie. Same movie. Yeah, it's just this is uh, same goddamn movie. I think this is a, a sort of yeah. alien Whoa. related, if I remember right, not uh, like the devil. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah, no. Oh, I mean, well. it's got a. It's got Diane Franklin. You know, she was hot. She's Monique from Better Off Dead. You know, the French oh, yeah. chick. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Susie Putterman. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah, well, I'd like to. She's reasonably hey, attractive. Hey. Uh, she was she was really hot in the eighties. But yeah, so um, yeah. Oh, and I'd like to uh, to bridge our uh, two movies from the first half to this. Now, I would like to uh, say John Grease from the Monster Squad as the Wolfman with Nards, written by Shane Black. Ah, the oh, really? Monster Squad. Yes, that's right. How about that? Hey, bringing it to, bringing it back together. Bringing it full circle. Uh huh. But yeah, no, it's it's a it's a fun movie. It's 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 low budget and uh like like you said, it's one of those weird Netflix has it but it's not on D V D type of things which so it's one of those catalogs they bought. I guess. Yeah, it's kinda awesome that you can watch things like Arena and this and they're nowhere else to be found. Thanks, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're our hero, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, so I'd like to say I mean I don't know. I mean we could watch it for our sake, but I, I you know I've seen it semi recently, so I wouldn't be opposed to watching it again. It's it's uh yeah, it's kind of like a weird. It's like the Burbs meets like Reanimator because there's a lot of disgusting puppetry and you know blood and guts of low budget caliber type of things. Awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's a I'm fair that. that's a fair uh, melding of the two. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Maybe maybe, maybe we take a stab at maybe it. possibly maybe. we might. Could be, maybe. Sometime, kind of. So, movies. We've seen some. We should talk about them. We've seen new ones. We've seen one that's so new. It's not even out yet. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, sure. It's not like we did some sort of exclusive thing, but... No. Do you want to talk about that? Let's talk about Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, let's. Wow, Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah, just so you know, it's... um. It's available on uh, Amazon Video On Demand. It's available on the Voodoo service, mm-hmm. which uh, you may not know if you have a PlayStation 3, you can get easily. 
Woo. Um, just yeah. Though it's a much more expensive rental than the usual ones. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a pre-theatrical release rental. So if you want to go full-on 1080p Blu-ray quality, it's going to run you, I think, eleven ninety-nine. Yeah, eleven ninety-nine. But we had we had a room full of people, so it wasn't bad. No, it worked out. <laughs> yeah. So it's still you know that would be one pretty much one movie theater ticket <laughs> on opening night type of mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, wow. I. Uh, it's made in the vein of the Grindhouse resurgence, thanks to Grindhouse and mm. Machete and things like that. But my God, it's uh, it's way darker than those. Yeah, I was not expecting the level of gore that that one went to. Yeah, um, I was expecting crazy. You know, you shoot a guy with a shotgun; he's going to fly across the room. Yes, type lots, stuff. Lots of slingshots, and he's going to like explode with blood. Yeah, but I wasn't expecting like. Dude gets his guts shot and he's holding on to them and looking at them and just yeah. and people getting fucking dismembered in incredibly gruesome ways and them like zooming in on it pretty much. Sure, and, sure. Because it's it's weird because like I mean I liked it and I had fun with it, but it's it's weird in the tone in that in the beginning like the violence is kind of like cartoonish, over the top, goofy. Right. Like you can laugh at it, and then at other times it's like deadly serious holy shit yeah. that's nasty <laughs> and then it's suddenly back to goofy crazy yeah. so there are whatever. parts where you really kind of don't want to be eating <laughs> yeah and i mean i've got a i've got a strong stomach but i yeah there were some parts that were yeah th- that movie whew. basically gave my girlfriend nightmares yeah wow yeah we were not expecting what we got from that <laughs> and it just confirmed to me did it give you nightmares no yeah. no and it, that shit doesn't affect me anymore i just don't enjoy it like I, you know, the Saw movies, Hostel. I just, well, I don't have that. I don't have that urge to see gore for gore's sake, kind of, or not even that, but just like to see really gruesome gore. Yeah. In like a realistic manner, I guess is the way to put it. Is I don't really, I just don't have that gene in me that makes me want to see that stuff. But I don't mind stuff like Evil Dead Two when it's played for laughs. You know, where it's so over the top that it becomes funny. Which there are scenes in Hobo with a Shotgun where it goes there. Right. Where it is like, you know, like just the way some dudes get offed is just fucking hilarious, you know. I but then there's other that. times where you're like, I can't oh, watch this. Oh, oh, especially near the end. There's yeah. one where I was like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, and no, I don't want to give anything away yeah, by no, even I, describing it. But I really enjoyed who it. Have seen the movie? Will know. I don't know that I. I don't know if I compare it to Saw and Hostel and things like that. Yes, maybe on level of gore, but it's just a, it's it's two completely different tones to me. I mean, this is. Well, this one is just weird because it shifts. Yeah. It's cartoonish. Well, I, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Saw is, like, is meant to make you feel uncomfortable and feel the pain, I, I guess. You know, it's like, it is. It's the torture porn thing. It's, it's I, I'm supposed to be enjoying watching somebody suffering. This is more, this is more along the lines of people suffering because they deserve it or have done something to deserve yeah. it. It's not just innocent people suffering. This is along the lines of like the newer Rambo movie kind of mm. thing, like a revenge story type of thing. Yeah. So it, to me, it doesn't play the same kind of level of uh, uncomfortableness to me, but it's definitely gory. It's way, way gorier than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah. And it's an interesting mix of different, not genres, but different ages kind of, you know, because it's kind of got that 70s exploitation feel with a lot of the, you know, with the theme and the style of it. But then it's very much like natural born killers influenced mid nineties, highly saturated colors and 
yeah. crazy cuts and angles. So, I mean, there's definitely, it's unique. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like Green Cap saw it same time we did, was probably thinking about joining us, but I mean, he was basically saying it was like a trauma movie. I, I don't know if I'd go with that just because, I mean, trauma more like Evil Dead nine times out of ten is played for laughs. I mean, it's yeah. gore to be, haha, look at this, we we have buckets of blood. I this this was pretty brutal. I mean, not not really like what I was expecting it to be as dark. Like Machete's yeah. pretty graphic too, but you know, it's all played in tongue in cheek manner. This mm-hmm. is kind of a, for a lot of it is played as look at what we can well, do. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting because treat. it has that, and then you have like the the newspaper headlines sure. that are all fucking hilarious. Yeah. So I I don't know. It's 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 worth a rental. Just be be forewarned. Just be pre- yeah. It's, be prepared to. You're probably see not expecting gore. this is gore level of like you know Machine Girl type you know Japanese gore fest. Well, I remember you saying that it was probably worse than that in the gore department. <laughs> Might have been. I mean, yeah. there's maybe not quite as many fire hydrant moments of blood as those tend to have but yeah. i mean there is there's one yeah that's right <laughs> there's one in the beginning yeah there's one fire hydrant of blood that happens in that movie but yeah i don't i don't know it's uh i enjoyed it but it's it's definitely different yeah it's and rutger hauer wow <laughs> just wow rutger hauer earns every dollar he made making this movie yes he did yes he whether did. canadian or u.s i don't care it was I, I, it's one of those where I just can't imagine anybody else doing that. And, and especially yeah. for what that movie is to bring like the gravitas that he does to it. Yeah. I mean, what every bit of that he amazing. didn't sell being a blind samurai and blind fury, he <laughs> makes up for in this Yeah, as being a grizzled kind of do gooder hobo. I mean, that's, that's the weird thing is like, he's like, seems to be the one person with a, a strong moral center yeah sort of with a soul yeah with <laughs> really? a soul basically yeah so anyway yeah, check it it's out just, it's know. it's weird but it's probably not coming to a theater anywhere near you because yeah. it just you know i don't see that they could get any kind of the- theatrical distribution yeah, for it, this. Ha- it could not have had a rating yeah there's it, no way yeah. <laughs> i just i can't imagine this movie coming out in a theater in america i mean i'm sure there will be some somewhere mm-hmm. that can get it and do specialize in things like this but not well any. when it's up for best foreign picture nominee because right, it's canadian right. production so, yes you know, <laughs> yeah. it'll be next year yeah. the re-release yeah and then they'll have to edit it actually down. it'll be like king's well, speech yeah, they'll, they'll cut it down to pg-13 yeah it's basically just the speech of him talking to the babies and that everyone's seen in the trailer and then they'll move on right yeah, so Hobo but with yeah, a Shotgun. Thank you, Rutger Hauer, for doing this. So I have another new movie to talk oh, about. Oh, you do? I do. Well, what movie might that be? You know, this weekend we were we were uh, poised with the choice between Hannah and Your Highness. And for better or worse, I chose Your Highness. Or the group I was with consists yeah. of was to go see Your Highness. And, uh... Ah, well... <laughs> How how was it? It's as you pointed out. Maybe I'm I'm more apologetic or not. Maybe more of a fan of this movie than the average person. But it's definitely no Pineapple Express to me. So I think I think Pineapple Pineapple Express is one of the better quote unquote stoner comedies of mm-hmm. the last I don't know how many years. I just think it, I think it works really well. I think it works better in like Super Bad and things like that. Uh, just because. Oh well, yeah, know, it's got more plot than Super. Yeah, Bad by does. by the end of the movie, it actually becomes a it, strangely it becomes a real movie. And um, I just think that's kind of kind of an interesting element to start where it starts and end where it ends. 
mm-hmm. know, and, and a lot of times I'd hate that, you know, but for some reason in that movie, it works to me. Uh, this never really becomes a real movie exactly, not in the same tonal shift. It, it, it's, well, it struck me as it was going to be a series of gags. It kind of is. There are, there are actually disjointed scenes that really kind of serve no purpose. It's like we have this joke and it may not be that funny, but we're going to kind of structure an entire scene around it, which is sometimes kind of lazy in, in, in movies like this, especially mm-hmm. in a comedy to just have something there for comedy's sake. I mean, like the, uh, obviously the part everybody remembers from the trailer, the Natalie Portman bathing scene in the, in the fur thong thing really serves no purpose in the, in the, in the movie at all. I mean, it's like, there's no transition to it. It's just like, all of a sudden he's sitting there watching her jump in the water in the, mm-hmm. in the thong. And, and what you've seen in the trailer is pretty much where the scene ends. There's like, there's absolutely nothing else. It's, they do that. Let's hold very still so that she can't see us. And that's like the scene ends. So like yeah. what you saw in the trailer is pretty much that entire scene. Hmm. I'm glad I didn't pay money to see it. Yeah. So yeah. it's that's just, I'm really interested. I, I'm just surprised, I guess, that you ended up seeing your highness instead of Hannah. Well, like I said, it was just a group consensus thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not a bad movie by any, I mean, there, there are some really funny lines that kind of come out of left field here and there. Um, but it's, I, it's definitely not a theatrical type of movie at all. Mm -hmm. I I do, I do find it really funny that we're in a time and age where a movie like this, I don't, I don't know what the budget was. I don't really care to even look it up, but I mean, there are quasi like Lord of the Rings quality effects in certain parts. Really? Yeah, and it's just like it's strange to me to think about that through computers or whatever else you can just so easily do that now. I mean, because some of the wizardry shit that the guy does is kind of cool effects. I mean, yeah, you know, lightning bolts coming out of staves and things like that. And yeah, I don't know. It's um, if you're bored, you know, on video, I'd say maybe <laughs> if it's your kind of movie. <laughs> There's a box quote: "If you're bored, and it's on video." <laughs> yeah. I think I just watch I think, your highness. I think Danny McBride works better as a secondary. Act. He's not a lead actor kind of comedy no. person. He's so was he basically Danny McBride? Yeah, more or less. Just, yeah, I do find. I think the funniest thing about this movie is, I mean, you've got you got James Franco and Natalie Portman both. Well, one coming off an Oscar, one and one coming off an Oscar nomination. <laughs> yeah. This is the next movie they both have out. I just find that a little funny. It's not quite the Cuba Gooding, you know, bomb on an ice well, cream truck move. Natalie know, move, Portman, but... like, it seems like she's in everything all of a sudden. Yeah. She's in this. She's in Thor. She's going to be in Hesher. Yeah. But then again, actually, Hesher was made like a few years ago. Yeah, I think Hesher actually came out some places this last weekend, too. Yeah. But it just seems like suddenly she's all over the place. Yeah. And those are three, like, really different movies. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Thor, it, like, with Thor, it's like, how did she end up in Thor? But then I remember that she was in all the Star Wars movies, so that's a good pay. It's a decent paycheck movie. I mean, you know, get to go yeah. work for Kenneth Branagh as a director. I mean, you know, do yeah, worse things. There. <laughs> do worse things as an actor. I don't know. Still and you get a paycheck. I mean, it probably seemed like a good choice to go work with George Lucas <laughs> at the time. <laughs> yeah, she probably thought she hit the jack. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, Your Highness has some really good lines and some funny, funny bits of I'm afraid. Too much of it was in the trailer, and the the you know the the, the quote unquote be. the quote unquote real movie isn't interesting enough to warrant it, I guess. But like I said, if you're bored when it's on video, you could do worse. 
You could always do yeah. worse. There's a couple lines I'd like to spoil, but it would then be spoiling the rest of the entire movie. So I'm yeah, not, don't I'm not that, going please. to do that. Yeah. So um, did you hear that Jonathan Jones has been in talks to take over the Wolverine? Really? Yeah. That's, the Wolverine? I guess that's the name of the movie still. Yeah. What do you guys think of this? I gotta go. News? No, no. I, hope I think not. that's. I think that's a bad choice. I don't think that's. I think that's a bad. I think that's. I think it's a bad choice because. I think it's like, a bad choice on both parties. Yeah, but I, I think it's a bad choice because the story centers around the Japan stuff. Yeah. From the Frank Miller miniseries, so I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I with know. him, like wait, like with him, like he seems to kind of have a bit of a niche. I mean, granted, only he's only done two films so far, but. I, 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 just, I don't want him to jump into something this big just yet. Yeah, I, well, that's just it. It's like I don't, I don't want it to become like, hey, you put out what people are going to look back and go like, oh, those were two average movies, and now you're like a Hollywood A-list director. Like, I, I don't want that. I mean, there's enough people that can point a camera into a comic book movie reasonably well that I don't. I'd rather see more interesting projects come from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Aronofsky when he was attached to it, I thought that would be an interesting departure. For him, you know, because yeah. like he's got a he's got a, a little bit longer filmography under his belt, and I thought he could have elevated that movie to the right level and done something interesting without tarnishing the rest of his career, so to speak. Yeah, because like I like I said, as much as I love comic book movies, they're not nine times out of ten they're not real films most of the time, especially not especially not when you're coming from as much as I like the X Men movies and didn't care at all for you know the third one and and the Wolverine movie. It's like I just don't expect. I mean, they're none of them are that great. Even the singer Brian Singer ones aren't like mind blowingly good or anything. So the first one's also wildly overrated. Yeah, it's the okay. First one's not particularly good at all. No, it's not very good. The, the second it, one's much better. Well, the, uh, the 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 origin stories are are the good part of that, and then when they actually get into action, it's kind of shite. Yeah, that second half is terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, It'd be a waste of his talent. I yeah, think. I think so. That's I think that's my consensus with that. Yeah, not just so. thought I'd throw that out there. Us being the the charter members of the Duncan Jones fan club. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to go with that's a that's a bad idea. I you know I mean I, I mean know. the way it sounds he's not like sold on it at all. They just met. Yeah, but I think I think he's still interested in doing his own thing for a while. I mean honestly, if I, if if he were to jump into something commercial like that, I'd almost rather see him make like the world's first good video game adaptation movie. Cause I think he's a, you know, he's a self-proclaimed huge game fan, especially of classic moon, games. the video game moon, the movie, the game, the movie, uh, the game. No, I mean like something real, like, man, after somebody sent that screenshot of moon as a LucasArts game, yeah. from the early nineties, yeah. I wanted to play that game immediately. Well, yeah, maybe he should direct a video game and then direct the movie adaptation, adaptation <laughs> of that video game. No, I'm just saying like, what you think I'm kidding? Huh? I'm, I'm talking Why do you doubt seriousness me? here. Me too. Okay. Jesus. What? <laughs> I get no fucking respect around here. Uh, <gasps> what? We don't respect you. What are you talking about? Yeah, why would exactly. we start? Why would we start now? <laughs> yeah. 76 when, when did the circumstances change here? God. No, I just, I mean, like, I'd like to see Shame him take some, some obscure kind of, like, that's the thing about him is, I, I, you know, you don't need him to do, like, the next Tomb Raider movie or something like that. I think, like, oh, you, man. you take a, a, a kind of an obscure, well-written video game and let him adapt it into a actual good movie. Because I don't, never had anything certifiably good video game adaptation movie. Hey, what's that train video game? Train video? The train where it works? No, not that one. Train. Oh, The Last Express? Is that what it's called? The Last Express? Yeah. Yeah. 
What, that Jordan Mechner game? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. He's already done a train movie. Yeah, the thing about Last Express is it's kind of, it's not really... It's not the story, it's how it weaves in and out every time you play it. He could make seven... He already did the train He could could make seven movies. (laughs) He already did the train thing. Yeah, I don't know. know. What happened with Bioshock? Because wasn't Gore Vidal supposed to do that Gore Vidal? You mean Verbinski? Yeah, him. Yeah. No, I wanted Gore Vidal's... Adaptation of Bioshock. Oh, okay. <laughs> Blake Edwards, Bioshock. <laughs> Starring Abe Vigoda. But no, but I know Gore Verbinski dropped it, and I guess they said the budget was going to be too high to make it at all. Is that what happened with it? I don't know. Yeah, not that it matters. It'd just be a bunch of Ayn Rand fuckers that would go to it. <laughs> Alrighty. Are you still bitter over that book list thing? Nah, I'm over that. Okay. I'm not over the fact that they're putting out a freaking Atlas Shrugged movie and they're supposed to be breaking it into three parts. Yeah. I like the any, book. Any odds on that third part ever coming out? Because uh, Do you that, want concrete odds or you want just, that first, just a phrase the odds? The trailer for the first one looked... Like, I thought it was a fake fan-made trailer. That's how bad that looked. Yeah. it. I have not seen this. I don't know. Bortz is excited about it. I think he's seen it and he liked it, but I he does not rank anywhere on my movie critic list at all since he's a talk show host. But I mean, I, I, I like the book, but you'll never, ever, 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 ever make that into a good movie. You can spend all the money People you want. You don't care enough about the rail lines anymore. No, it's not, it's not even that. Cause you can, you can even update it, you know, with the, with, the whole high speed high speed rail initiative and you could probably modernize it but people just don't want to sit through that kind of movie people want to see the the rich people get fucked yep people don't want to see you know the rich, the rich people, people win win yeah <laughs> and you know it well, seems then I guess to be the question f- is why does everyone like the books so damn much i don't are they all rich people i don't know i like the book and i'm not a rich people I like the concept of <laughs> hell no, maybe. Uh, Did you no. pay the Banffcast salary? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I couldn't um, ever, <laughs> ever. But um, I think people like it because they the people the type of people that read the book are the type of people that want to be the rich people. Mm. So they're objectivists, right? Okay. Yeah. I object. You do? You don't I like do. objectivism? No, uh, that, that makes you a contrarian. Does it? Actually, Green Cap is a contrarian. Drink. <laughs> right. But anyway, yeah, that movie apparently opens soon. April 15th. I'm sure it'll knock that hop right out of the number one at the box office. Woo. In all four theaters that it's showing in? Yes. I was actually thinking that they might. All the might... rich objectivists will buy like 100,000 tickets apiece. Right. Well, they're rich. They should. Yep. That's what'll happen. Just throwing that <laughs> no, out there. No, it won't. Okay, I actually thought right. they were going to bring it to one of the local indie theaters here, but I haven't heard anything about it. So, so if it so comes, would you like actually go see it? If it came out in one of the theaters, I would just because I'm that curious, okay. just to see what happens. So if it does manage to come uh, within a 45 minute drive of where I live, then I'll go see it. Oh, well, I will ask you what happened. All right, and I'll tell you. I'm going to ask you if she drops the diamond in the ocean at the end or not. I think she does. Or is that? Do I have to wait till part three for that? Um, 
I think it should be at the end of part one. Does she ever let go? No. Oh. I think it would be awesome, actually, at the end of go. the movie, if they just showed a picture of Ayn Rand and photoshopped a finger of her just flipping everyone off. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the that best. That would be the best ending to a movie that I've ever seen. It would be. In fact, you know what? You would watch all three I will, if that I would was a make payoff. part three if they let me do that. Okay. I'd be like, here, you don't I'll have to charge them. me. I will direct. But this is the one thing in my contract. This is what must happen. <laughs> I, I want a photoshopped picture of Ayn Rand giving the audience the finger at the end. That's a great idea. I like it. Let's roll with it. All right. Let's throw that out there. Are we done here? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Harlow just looks so deathly bored right now. I just don't know. That's books. <laughs> it involves reading. Books. Are, have you become T-Strell? Books about, no, it's books about rich yes, people. I.e. I, things I'll never read. Like The Great Gatsby? <gasps> yes. Oh, they are showing Atlas Shrugged at the local oh, indie no. theater. Oh, goody. So I've, I've convinced, uh, it's April 15th is when it opens, which is tax day. Actually, oh, tax day this how year is appropriate. the 18th. Oh. oh, yeah, they changed it. Why did they change it? It's some holiday it's in Friday in DC. Sweden. Or is something. it Friday? Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. Probably, probably means uh, whatever. It's probably a post office thing. I Could be. Know. Either way, but it starts on the fifteenth of April. So, well, expect a full report from BJ. Yeah. Sh- oh shit! That's yeah. this Friday. God damn. Can I, I got a busy weekend. Yeah. Can I talk to them and see if? I can give them a photoshopped image of Ayn Rand that they would splice <laughs> on at the end. If you will, if you will, just make me one. Make me a big poster size one. I'll just hold it up at the end of the movie. To whom? Because <laughs> there'll be nobody in that theater. <laughs> I, I know some people that'll go see that. No, just hold it in front of you and stare intently at it. I'll just walk up to the front of the theater, hold it up, and turn it around like a ring girl. <laughs> You can be like John Cusack with a boombox. Exactly. <laughs> You're standing outside the theater holding up a picture of Ayn Rand. In your eyes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. That's it. off the yep. rails. That's it. Woo! Off yep. the rails. You Boom. Just, you just killed it. All right. <laughs> so. And I've been watching Weeds, and it's pretty good. That's it. Sweet. Great. Mary Louise Par- Parker's hot. Yeah. Good. I haven't seen her naked yet. Yeah. So. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk. So, yeah. uh, you want to tell them how they can get in touch with us? BMFcast.com. Um, email. Uh, BMF at BMFcast.com. Twitter. Facebook. Oh. Sorry, throwing you off. Uh-oh. Twitter. Twitter.com slash BMFcast. Facebook. Follow us. Facebook.com slash BMFcast. iTunes. Easy. iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiends Podcast or Bad Movie Fiends or BMFcast. And uh, rate us, review us, and uh, subscribe. And tell your friends to subscribe. Please do. And tell your friends' friends to subscribe. Put us all over the Twitters and the Facebooks and yep. And the most important thing anyone can do. That's called the... Garfield phone BMF cast robot jocks super hotline 9105 jocks BMF 9105569263 call us and leave us a message and like Mike from Pittsburgh we will feature you on the BMF cast as long as you are coherent and do not suck so you can always, actually if you're incoherent we like you that might better. get featured anyway yeah. well if you suck yeah but if you yeah, suck forget yeah. it so all right tell them the number 9105 jocks BMF 9105569263 Okay, so if you're playing at home, playing the drinking game, I want you to call right after this. Green cap, green cap, green cap, green cap, green cap. Now call us. Were those verbs? Yes. Okay. You better green captain call us, <laughs> you green captain bastards. Use it as adjectives, too. Oh. Okay. Green, so, ca- green captally. Yes. <laughs> Adverbs. We will green captally right. watch it. It's late. We need to stop. Okay. Yep. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach, and this is Bampcast Out.
make you feel better. The pigs have won tonight. They can all sleep soundly, and everything is alright.